0: Let's take our seats for a few more minutes. The first verbatim conversation between God and man is recorded in the book of Genesis, chapter 3, verse 9, where the Lord called to Adam and said to him, Where is are you? That is the first recorded conversation, verbatim conversation, between God and man. Where are you? And the last recorded statement of God, as recorded in the Bible, in the book of Revelation, the last chapter, chapter 22, the last but one verse, verse 20, it is written, Surely, I am coming quickly. And in between these two statements rests the story of God and man across the centuries. And today, God is asking us the same question and giving us the same warning. Where are you? Behold, I am coming quickly. The question for each of us to answer is simply this. When the Lord comes, where will you be? Will you be ready to embrace him? Or will you be hiding? Where are you today? That is the question. That each of us has to answer. Don't look at your neighbor. It's not about your neighbor. It's about you. Where are you? If you have your Bibles, please turn to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15. And if you have a neighbor who doesn't have a Bible, please show your Bible across To your neighbor. Now we are not going to read all the verses, but very quickly I'm going to tell you the story recorded between verse 11 and verse 24. It's the story of a man who had two sons. The man was prosperous, and the sons were enjoying the fruit of that prosperity. And yet, the younger son demanded his share of the property. He got it and went his way. And pretty soon, he wasted it all. His friends deserted him. He had nothing to buy anything. He wished he could even eat the food... Which was given to pigs because that was his state at that moment. He lost all his money, and the only thing he could do was try to get a job of feeding pigs. And he thought in his mind, I wish I could have that food. Are you in that position today? I don't know. God knows you know where are you today there was that young man who was in the pigsty hungry and then he realized how worthless he had become and when he realized how worthless he became he had become he said this and this is quoted in verses 18 and 19 This is what he said, and this is what many of us need to say. I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. That was the statement he made. With these thoughts, he got up. And started the long walk back to his father. But suddenly, as he took his few steps, he saw his father running towards him. He was truly astonished to see his father, whom he had so insulted and so despised, running towards him. And then his father came and hugged him and kissed him and put the best coat in the house on his shoulder. He even put the family ring back on the finger of his younger son. It was a sign that the younger son was accepted back in the family. His father did something even more wonderful at this point. He declared a grand welcome home party and announced to all those who were around And if you've got your Bible, look at verses 23 and verses 24. This my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and now is found. Let the party begin. Today you have an opportunity to hear the same word. Are you dead? Are you lost? God is standing and prepared to say, This my son, this my daughter, was lost. But now is found. Let the party begin. Now the questions in the minds of some of you could simply be this. What has this got to do with me today? What has this got to do with us today? Remember, A long time back, God asked Adam one question. Where are you? Today, God is asking you the same question. Where are you? And I'm throwing that question open to all of you. Where are you? You need to think about it. I can't answer for you. Your neighbor can't answer for you. Your spouse can't answer for you. You have to answer for yourself. Where are you? And like that father in the story, waiting for his son, Jesus Christ is waiting for you and for me. He's always waited. It's not Jesus who went away. It was not the father who went away. It was the son who despised his father, who insulted his father. Took whatever possessions he could and went away. Sometime in the past, you and me, we did the same. We left our Creator. We said, I could do it by myself. I don't need anybody with me. But today, ask yourself that question How lost are you? Do you need to be found? But more importantly, do you want to be found? Jesus is waiting He's never gone away He's waiting All He wants you to do is to take one first step That's all that the young son had to do He came to a realization that he had done wrong He had the wealth of his home You have the wealth of heaven. As a child of God, you are entitled to everything that God owns. And the Bible tells us that everything in this earth, on this earth, around this earth, and in the universe belongs to God. All that belongs to you. But you and I, at some point, we walked away from it. Whatever we took with us is lost and gone. And today maybe there is an emptiness in your heart. Something needs to fill it. The wrong things fill it very often. You are still searching. There is a God waiting for you. There was a God waiting. There was a Father waiting for that young man. There is a God waiting for you today. All He wants you to do is to take that first step. Today you have heard song after song. You have heard the testimony of one who turned and found Jesus Christ. And maybe in your heart, you have a deep longing to find the same Jesus. I don't know where you are sitting. You may be sitting here, to my right, to my left. You may be up there in the balcony. Maybe you have a longing in your heart today. The Bible tells us, In the book of Romans, chapter 3, verse 23, that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It doesn't say that my neighbor sinned, that your neighbor sinned. The Bible tells us that all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The Bible also tells us in Romans chapter 6, verse 23, That the wages of sin is death. Simple English paraphrasing will make us understand that all have sinned. That means you and I are or were sinners. And therefore, the punishment we should take for the sin that we commit is death. There is no alternative. The punishment for sin is death. Ask yourself the question. Am I a sinner? Search your own heart. Don't worry about who is sitting next to you. This is not a time to worry about who is on my right or who is on the left. This is a time of you asking yourself one question. Am I a sinner? What awaits me? For the wages of sin is death. You and I have to die for the sins that we have committed. We cannot, we have no means of working out an escape plan. With the sin we have, we are hell bound. Currently, the temperature in muskets goes up to around 45, some people say 48 degrees centigrade. And if we do not have our ACs on, we grumble and we mumble and we say all kinds of things because the temperature is currently unbearable. If you can't stand 45 degrees don't attempt hell it's many degrees more and there is no ac in hell no salesman has gone there to sell an ac yet but you see god is a good god you've heard that in the songs today you sang it god made a way out for you and for me. An escape plan if you wish. Because in that same verse, Romans 6.23, in the second part it says, the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The gift of God. A gift is something that is freely given. You can't purchase it. God Chooses to give you a gift. And what's that gift? He says, eternal life. I don't want you to roast in hell. I want you to have eternal life. And I'm ready to give you eternal life. That's my gift to you in Christ Jesus. But he knew that for the sin we have committed, a price has to be paid. And therefore, 2000 years back, in the form of Jesus Christ, God walked on this earth He did many good things But the best thing he did Was to hang on a cross such as that And as he hung on that cross And died He took upon himself The sins of the world But the story didn't end there Because had it ended there That's the end of the story But it didn't Because three days later He arose from the dead. And when he arose, he defeated death. He defeated sin. He defeated Satan. He defeated hell. In Christ, you are a victor. You have that choice. You have that choice. You can choose life Or you can continue to live death. You see, with that one act, which only God could do because He was sinless and He could take sin upon Him, He made sure that you and I have the right to enter into heaven and into eternal life. But there is a criterion. You see, God paid the price. And he's gifting you with eternal life. But he asks you to do one thing. He says you need to be born again. What does it mean to be born again? If you read the Gospel of John, you will have an explanation as to what it is to be born again. But very simply, it means simply this. It means that you have to truly and honestly repent of your sins. You've got to acknowledge that you are a sinner. And you say that you are sorry that you have been a sinner. You accept that Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior from this day onwards. And then you learn to live an honest life. So you repent, you acknowledge, you accept the Lord Jesus Christ and you learn to live a new life. That's all it means to be born again. There are no two great shakes about it. It doesn't call for any great sacrifice on, any, on your side. Just a change of your mind. A change of your attitude. A change of your thoughts. So let me ask you that question today. Are you born again? I'm asking this question up there also. Are you born again? Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ... As your personal Lord and Savior. I'm not going to go on. I want you to think about this. I'm going to give you some time to think about this. It's time for us to pray. And I want all of us to close our eyes. Just to think of our own lives. Where am I? God is asking that question. Where are you? Ask yourself that question. On which slope am I standing? Is it the slippery slope to oblivion? Or am I on the road to heaven? Take a moment to think of your own life. Like that young man, are you feeling lost and worthless? Do you think your life is a total failure? Do you feel friendless and empty? Is there an emptiness that nothing in this world has managed to fill in? All your time on the internet has not filled that emptiness. All the books you read has not filled that emptiness. All the philosophies of this world has not filled that emptiness. All the logical thinking that you have tried has not filled that emptiness. All the different things you have tried Have not filled that emptiness Is that what you say you are today? Why don't you try Jesus? If you haven't tried him Why don't you try Jesus? He is ready to forgive you And your sins He is ready to accept you If you want him to do so Remember Remember Christianity is not about a religion. Christianity is a relationship. A relationship with Jesus Christ. A personal relationship with God. A situation where you can talk to God as, his, as your father. You are a child of God. Take time to think. Think. Do you want to change? Do you want to move out of that miry clay? You sang that song. Do you want to get out of that miry clay? And do you want to stand on the solid rock of Jesus Christ? Do you want to move from your floundering life to a life of steadfastness? Do you want to move from failure ...to success? Do you want to move from death to life? Do you want to move from hell to heaven? All eyes closed. All heads bowed. If the Lord has ministered to you at any time during today's service... ...or at any time in the past... ...but you were yet to take a decision... ...and today you are convicted in your heart, that you need to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you are prepared to repent of your sins and accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I ask you to raise your hand. Think about it. It's your future. It's your life. Don't worry about the person next to you. It's between you and God. If you want to accept the Lord Jesus Christ, all you need to do is raise your hand and then we will pray. If at any point the Lord has ministered to you, now or in the past, and you want to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, raise your hand. All it takes is a decision, your decision, the choice is yours. About your life, where do you want to spend eternity? Maybe there are some of you here who want to come forward. And be prayed over. I'll call our elders. I'll call our pastors to come forward. And if any of you want to come forward. For a personal prayer. You have some pressing need. That you want to. A pastor or an elder to pray over. Please step forward. Our pastors. Our elders. Will you please come up stage first. Anybody who wants to have. A word of prayer can come forward. You don't need to be silent. You can always come forward. Men of God are waiting to pray for you. Talk to God. Talk to God. Commit your needs to Him. And if there's anything you are burdened about, come forward. Talk to a man of God. While some brother or sister is coming forward to be prayed for, the rest of you, please be in an attitude of prayer. This is not an exhibition. This is not a circus. Pray to God. This is a time of prayer. You talk to God sitting where you are.